I'm Alan Taylor. My buddy Scott Duffy and I are in search of the best burger in America. Each month we visit a new city to try some of the top restaurants, pubs, and brew houses while sitting down for a candid conversation with some of the top entrepreneurs, athletes, entertainers, and celebrities. I don't know about you, but I love talking business over a burger. Welcome to Business and Burgers. Cassell's Hamburgers is a Los Angeles staple. Founded back in 1948, Cassell's recently reopened in the historic Hotel Normandy. While the location may have changed, the soul of Cassell's has not. Al Cassell's original principles of being a hamburger shop with a focus on premium beef ground daily in-house still holds true with Chef Christian Page. Today, we sit down with Dan Fleischman. Dan started his journey into entrepreneurship at the age of 17 when he took a risk and spent his college savings to trademark the catchphrase, Who's your daddy? After licensing the catchphrase for $9.5 million to a major brand in the UK, Dan went on to create the wildly successful Who's your daddy energy drink. Dan's passion for poker led him to leave his Who's your daddy empire to create the coolest poker website around. Dan's site, Victory Poker, went on to become one of the top online poker sites in the world. Today, Dan is a prolific angel investor and spends his time mentoring the companies he has invested in. His charity, Model Citizen Fund, has provided tens of thousands of backpacks loaded to the brim with food and supplies to the homeless. And his book, How to Set Up Your Business for Under $1,000, is flying off the shelves. You have got such a fascinating story. Right, such a great journey. Um, why don't you tell us uh, kind of a little bit about your background and how you got to this point today? Sure. So it all started in high school. I was working three jobs and I saved up a bunch of money for college. Instead of putting the money into college, I saved my 43 grand. I actually ended up starting a company because I trademarked the catchphrase. Wait, 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 wait. Before you even go there, <laughs> wait, you, st- you put aside your 43 grand. How did you make that money? So I was working three jobs simultaneously almost every day of the week. While you're going to high school? While I'm in high school. I was working at Ruby's Diner. I was working uh, for an oldie discount stockbroker under the table. It was paying me 20 bucks an hour, which was like... Yeah, it's still good now, right? 15 years ago in high school, and you know, um, and I was working at Qualcomm Stadium, uh, peanuts, cracker jacks, cotton candy. Are you serious? Wow. You used to sell? Every single day. If I wasn't number one out of the 80 food reps, I would like be- beat myself up. And so every day I would be the first one out. As soon as the game, like an hour before the game would start, I would be out there selling cotton candy. The game was over, I'd be selling in the parking lot if I had to, just so I hit 1,200 in sales, 800 in sales per night, because we got a 23% commission. So all of a sudden, if you make 250 bucks a night plus tips in high school, and you have a stockbroker, and you're working as a waiter, like it started to add up. Unbelievable, right? Talking about a driven man. Yeah, I, I had to because we were so we were so poor. So I saved up all this money, and I trademarked the catchphrase "Who's your daddy?" Where, where did that idea come from? Um, my friend kept saying it all the time, and I just researched, and it happened to be available. And I found this trademark attorney in San Diego, and he was great. As we started realizing it was a thing, we just trademarked it for everything. 300 products. So at this point now, I realize how to get a better manufacturer. I start going to clothing conventions and I get really lucky. I leave the big convention in Vegas called Magic. I'm going back to San Diego and it happens to be a convention called Action Sports Retail Show that I didn't know about. So I just drive on a Friday morning to the convention. I get there at 8.40 in the morning. Show starts at 9. And I start hunting around trying to find the president or CEO whoever runs the convention. They're obviously a bit busy because it's showtime. I happen to find the guy. I convince him to sell me a booth for 3500 bucks. He kind of laughed at me at first. He's like, kid, like people order three months in advance. You're here at 845, right? But he says that the booth I'm going to give you is right at the front check-in, but it's going to be really good for the first day, and there's not going to be a single person Saturday, Sunday. I said, I'll take it. I don't care. 
because if I'm right by check-in, every single human has to pass by me yeah. and I'll just work my magic. Yeah. I end up getting a bunch of orders there so it goes well, but the best thing that happened is my next door neighbor booth is a $400,000 booth of Calvin Klein. Wow. I make BFFs with the president there because he's bored out of his mind because he thought he was smart by getting that booth there and didn't realize that Saturday, Sunday is going to be a ghost, yeah. a ghost town. Yeah. He gives me his card. Monday morning, I don't call him. Monday morning, I flew to New York without telling him to his showroom. And I just walk in and pretend like I have an appointment. And uh, the secretary, I make nice with her. And she sa- says, oh, yeah, he's right over here. He's like, whoa, what are you doing here, buddy? And I, whatever. And um, he ended up be working for me for four years. He left there. What? <laughs> I didn't see that coming. Yeah, that was <laughs> awesome. So another lucky thing that happened because of that was uh, he introduced me to these guys, uh, Christopher Wicks and Christian Wicks, the father and son duo. They own the licenses for like Fender Guitars and Hang 10, Ocean Pacific, and Body Glove, all these legendary brands. And so I would drive back and forth from San Diego to downtown LA and he became my mentor. When we were only doing a million and change in sales, he got us a $9.5 million licensing deal from Starter Apparel just for the UK. So now all of a sudden we have this $9.5 million deal under our belt with a huge brand. And then when we're 23, a few years later, we're in thousands of stores now. We're 23 is when we launched the energy drink. And that's when it all changed. Um, Because then I really didn't sleep. I went and knocked on every door and I got us 43 distributors, Budweiser, Coors, Miller, Pepsi. And I knew I was never going to be the biggest drink in the world. I just want to be the best tasting. So I found the chemist from Gatorade. He happened to have the cranberry pineapple formula that Red Bull didn't want. And I won flavor of the year six months later. Wow. And he had his secret, a green tea energy drink that nobody had ever done before. Remember, back then, Red Bull Rockstar Monster were all black or silver cans. I made bright yellow, bright red, bright green, so you could see it in the cooler. And I made it for $1.99 while they were $2.99. So that if you bought it and then you tasted it, you would actually rebuy it. So it's funny to see, it's cool to look at, but it's actually a real product. From there, I went and met with Ralph's, Albertsons, Costco, everybody, and we just, it's spearheaded. I got into 55,000 retail stores in America uh, by the second year. And today, an angel investor in how many companies? 24 companies. And a and how, how old are you now? I just turned 35. So you're like the old man of the sea at I'm this point. I'm absolutely <laughs> With all of what you've done. Around all these little tech wizards, I'm, I'm ancient history. <laughs> so, so how did you go from, from energy drink sure. to online? So after the 10-year anniversary, I started when I was 17. When I was 27, on the actual anniversary from the corporation date, I resigned from the Hoosier Daddy so I could start an online poker site. So I just loved poker. And I saw a big void. There was 550 poker sites, but no cool site. So I didn't want to be the biggest site in the world. I want to be the coolest site. So there's only about 30 or 40 poker pros that are actually like famous-ish. So I went and signed 21 of them. And I did that because they'll now wear my patches on television shows all over the world because they're already playing on television shows all over the world, paid for by my two competitors. So they're spending $9 million on production on a poker TV show, and three of the nine players are wearing victory poker. How did technology assist in all this as, as the years went on? Even just five years ago, the Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, when they were, they were existent, but they didn't do what they do now. Yeah. Now, Facebook ads are just magical. I can spend $10 and market to somebody who's 41 to 47-year-old woman that likes pets in Wisconsin. Right. And I'll know if she cares for five or 10 bucks. Yeah. So nowadays with technology, it's just mind-boggling what you can do. All these entrepreneurs that are watching, you can take your idea, 
set up a site on like a WordPress.com, register on GoDaddy for 10 bucks, work with HP and Microsoft and all these great brands that are providing you so many services for free or for 50 bucks or $100, you don't need tens of thousands. That's why I wrote the book about under $1,000. Most things are free or 20 bucks or 100 bucks. I couldn't say that to you five years ago. Five years ago, I would tell you, if you don't have 100 grand, don't start. Let's finish off with uh, online poker. Yeah. So we had a really great run. We became the third largest poker brand on the market against 550 sites. And then tragedy happened called Black Friday. So an online poker was shut down in America. So we weren't shut down. Uh, technically, I was the number one site for a minute. But what happened was our competitors were miscoding credit card transactions. So if you deposited 200 bucks, it would say PS3, like a poker, like poker, uh, poker stars. But it would try to be pretend like it was PlayStation. I ended up paying back the 41,000 people within four days just so I could sleep at night and be comfortable because my competitors didn't. Uh, which I worked out really well. I did 83 news interviews within that week. That got me uh, hired as a consultant for four different land-based casinos. I was actually the CEO of a casino for a year because of me being the clean-cut good boy in the poker market and everybody else was the bad guy, I, by default, became the go-to guy. You wow. to the top. Wow. Yeah. At Cassell's, they grind their Colorado Angus beef daily to provide the freshest, highest quality beef around. Today, Scott and Dan went for burgers topped with avocado and a fried egg. But I just had to try a tuna melt. I know, I know. It's called business and burgers, but I just couldn't help myself. I love a good tuna melt. All right, so let's talk about this. You are an angel investor in 24 companies. What is the first thing that you look for in a company? What are you looking for? So one of the first things, my first reaction when somebody's trying to pitch me is I put the onus on them. Because every day, I get 30 or 40 messages on Facebook, hundreds on Twitter, Instagram, emails. My best way to say no is by saying yes. I say, okay, send me So the best way to say no is to say yes. Yes, you know why? Because then now they have to do work. When I speak on stage, I give up my phone number and my email. How many people call me? Wow. It's the same way when they pitch me, I say, okay, send me your business plan, your projections, I don't want a 40-page business plan. Send me a 10-page one. Just show me that you researched it and know what you're talking about. It's not just the idea in your head. And then call me on Monday. How many people call me? Mm. Barely any. Mm. So I say yes to thousands of people a year. But I only invest in six companies a year. Wow. The next thing I look at is why. Why do they need the money? And why do people care about what they're opening? And so I look for all the aspects. If they hit multiple things on the checklist... Then I can write a check. In addition to being invested in, in all of these companies, you run pitch events yeah. in front of hundreds of people. Yeah, every elevator night. Elevator night. If I am standing in front of a group yeah. of you know 500 people, and I have three minutes to present as an entrepreneur, what do I really need to focus on and nail in those three minutes? So this one's easy, because before every event, I do a training session, like a crash course for entrepreneurs. Each of our events is 300 people, 12 startups, five minutes each. Nobody pays to attend and nobody pays to pitch. In the first minute, you say who you are, what you've done in your past. Minute two, explain why your company matters. Why anybody in this room full of millionaires cares to cut you a check. Minute number three, really explain the meat of who your competitors are, how big the market is, and what's going to happen when you come out. Minute number four, how are you going to make this roll out and become a real thing? So minute five is wrapping all of it together, explaining how much you're raising and why, and what the value is to the investors and how to get a hold of you. And this doesn't have to cost a lot of money. I know you have a fantastic book that came out this year, 
and it's how to start a business for under a thousand dollars. So you know, I, I think there's a lot of people out there that think, you know, first of all, before I get started, I have to go and raise a bunch of money and put together like all the resources and everything I'm going to need. But th- tell us about your book and your philosophy. So the main reason I created the book was there's just too many things to set up shop now that are free. Yeah. The only things that actually cost a thousand bucks that are in that book are your trademarks and corporations. If you haven't spent the time to do a business plan, which is free, and a SWOT analysis of what your strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats are, and Google search your competitors and find out everything about them, good and bad, which is free. If you haven't done all those things first, why am I going to write you a check? Right. You know what it sounds like? Business 101 for millennials and new business in the new the new age, really. Yeah. Because yeah. things have changed, haven't it's they? It's just so much easier now. I think I could never do this stuff five years ago. Let's talk about your uh, charitable work because I love what you do and your mission. Can, can you share that with us? Sure. So basically, I make these backpacks for the homeless. Each one has 150 items inside. Yeah. And essentially, I wanted something that was very straightforward and simple. So you've got everything from toothpaste to hand sanitizer. Uh, socks is the number one most requested item. So it has half of it's about food and drinks. Okay. Water and snacks. Yeah. And then the other half is like sunglasses, a poncho, a sleeping bag. First of all, how many of these backpacks have you given away? Uh, tens of thousands. Tens of thousands of backpacks. Wow. And we're going to give people a way that they can get connected with you and the charity to, to contribute as well. But you know what? In a world of takers, you're such a giver, even to create this book, because... It's absolutely true. It doesn't cost a lot of money. It doesn't take a lot of energy. For people that watch this show, i got to say, this is a tremendous resource. Thank you for doing this. Another good deed from Dan Fleischman. Everybody that watches the show, they can put in the code ELEVATOR, and they can get the book for free. Brother, good to see you. I'm going to keep eating this burger. You eat your burger, man. You eat your burger. We're going to finish up here. Thanks for being with us. Thanks for all that you do. Absolutely. Thank you, Dan. Awesome. Dan has a remarkable drive, and hearing about his success so early in life left us with some serious food for thought. You don't need a ton of money to start your business. Get started today. An idea isn't enough. Have a business plan ready before approaching investors. Dan is proof. Drive and hustle can take you from minimum wage to a millionaire in a matter of years. Next time, we're back at Cassell's Burgers to meet with one of the smartest people in the world, Walter O'Brien. Walter, known by his hacker handle, Scorpion, was a high IQ child prodigy who started programming at the age of nine and was a national coding champion at age 16. Today, Walter runs Scorpion Computer Services, where he and his engineers create applications for the U.S. military and Microsoft, among others. Walter's life story is so interesting that CBS turned it into the hit show, Scorpion. Hear his amazing story from Walter himself. Right here next time on Business and Burgers. Check out more episodes of Business and Burgers and our BB blog at our website, businessandburgers.com. And don't forget, visit Business and Burgers on Facebook and give us a big thumbs up. We'll see you next time right here on Business and Burgers.